Good morning and welcome to River Radio and School of Parenting with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest this morning is Jenny McGuckian and Jenny is a nutritionist and a mum who very recently took part in the London Landmarks Health Marathon for the charity Parenting Mental Health, um, which means a great deal this charity because it's helped Jenny's daughter with some mental health issues that she's had over the years. So we're going to be chatting to Jenny and also we're going to be having a quick chat um, about, of course, today, Results Day. So... um, Good luck to everybody out there who's got their result. Um, This is possibly the uh, most controversial week in education. So we'll be having a quick chat about that as well. So first of all, welcome Jenny to the show. It's lovely to have you on School of Parenting. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi. So I'm Jenny and as you mentioned, um, I'm a nutritionist and mum to two lovely girls. I've got a 17-year-old and a 10-year-old. And um, yeah, so was it two weekends ago now? It must have been two weekends ago now. I took part in the London Landmarks Half Marathon to raise money for parenting mental health. And that's because we have had a bit of a journey um, with my my eldest, my teenager, she has struggled with her mental health and I think as a parent that's something that you just never think that you're going to end up having to face mm. um, and it can be quite quite isolating in a way um, a bit scary when this you know when you start to realize that your child's struggling in this way and um, I just found that having a bit of support around me uh, and that's basically what parenting mental health offered for me is support um, was really helpful um okay so it's um so it's a a charity isn't it parenting mental health and they also have facebook groups is that how you came across them and joined up yeah so that's how i found them they've got a facebook group um i think i was just one of those i'm just one of those people when i'm presented with a problem i like to go away and do like a lot of research and try Mm. and find some some help and solutions And um, I came across their Facebook group and quickly realised that um, it's just a very supportive, safe place to kind of talk about, you know, any issues that you've got going on. I didn't really kind of post in there for a very long time, um, but just being in that space and observing that there were a lot of other people who were going through similar experiences to what we were, um, you know, facing at home. Um, And also, I think importantly, people who... We're a bit further along that journey from where we were. So there's always that kind of element of being able to learn from people who are a few like steps ahead of you. And um, negotiating this whole space of, you know, mental health and um, and school and, you know, trying to um, get support on the NHS as well. It's quite daunting and nobody really turns up and just gives you all the answers. Sometimes you have to kind of go away and find some of that information yourself. So had you tried to get some help from school first when you when you thought that there, there were some problems? Yeah, I mean, it was quite clear that... Um, she was, she's not your average child, let's say. You know, from, okay. from quite early on through primary, there were just um, some, some concerns. Um, and as she progressed through her schooling, um, she was just find, it was clear that she was finding things difficult. Um, and school were 
I don't know, not the most supportive or helpful, let's mm. say, um, because I think she's a very, very um, intelligent girl and um, very eloquent. Mm. Um, I think that sometimes she wouldn't be kind of perceived as one of the children who was struggling as such, but it was more the kind of social, emotional side of things that she was really finding difficult. Okay, so I guess that there's got to be telltale signs, mm. though, isn't isn't there to look for? And I, I know you've mentioned um, to me about with girls, particularly, yeah. they can yeah. cope, can't they? Cope a lot better. So, so my daughter was diagnosed with autism. Um, right. She was. It was probably a few months before sixteenth birthday that we finally got the diagnosis. And what can be quite typical is that a lot of girls who are on the spectrum can kind of fly under the radar a bit. Mm. And what can also typically happen is that they don't get diagnosed until a lot later. So, I mean, nearly 16. That is very quite, late, isn't it? It's quite, you know, she, she's, you know, this isn't just something that kind of popped up overnight. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to me because I have worked with children for many years um, and I really kind of felt like I had a lot of education around you know developmental um, issues and what to look out for mm. but even still um, you know it, her being on the autism spectrum isn't something that I really picked up and um, I think there's quite a lot of reasons as to why and I think the main issue is that there's a very kind of stereotypical idea of what autism looks like mm. Um, and it can be a very kind of male presentation. And what they've kind of discovered and what they're kind of finding over more recent years is that autism can look very different in females. And I think part of the reason why girls fly under the, you know, under the radar is because of the diagnostic criteria still being very male orientated. Um, also, um, the fact that we're just not... We're just not like teachers just aren't seeing the, the signs. There's not mm. enough education, you know, in in what autism looks like in girls. Maybe an element of being worried about saying that, you know, like they think that there's something going on when it's a bit more subtle. Yeah. Um, and um, there's a huge element of girls on the spectrum being able to mask what's happening for them to a certain extent. So. This is certainly something that I've seen to, you know, with my daughter. Um, I think that they are able to really kind of see what's going around the, on around them with their peers and to a certain extent just mimic okay. what's happening um, socially and finding a way to kind of fit in like mm. just by just kind of like becoming quite good little actresses. And I mean, that, that's things that, that I would think teenagers anyway. Yeah. And maybe especially more teenage girls yeah. um, are doing that anyway Absolutely. as part of growing up as a teenager and all the changes and hormones and everything that's going on and all the concern about fitting in, yeah. that they'd be doing that anyway. So you wouldn't necessarily know that that was something that... Absolutely. The difference being that certainly for my daughter and from, you know, speaking to lots of other people who've got daughters on the autism spectrum is that um, 
they're not quite hitting the mark right mm. and um they're not quite able you know when they're at primary school you can get they can get away with quite a lot of this mimicking behavior but then suddenly they go into secondary school and this is quite typical of you know our story is quite typical of like a, a girl on the on the spectrum who doesn't get diagnosed until a lot later um i think what's happened is Primary school is quite safe, isn't it? You know, like you're in mm. small group classes, um, you're with the same teacher for most of the time, um, and with the same the same you know classmates. And then you go into secondary, and all of a sudden, there's a whole lot more going on. There's a lot more kind of um, pressure um, on your executive function skills. On your um, my, my daughter's got quite a lot of sensory kind of um, needs as well, mm. so there's a lot of sensory stuff going on for her. And then you throw in some hormones, and then mm. also this element of the mimicking not quite hitting the mark because that socialize that socialization piece becomes a lot more complex. And um, I think that a lot of things become a lot more subtle. Okay. And then they're not, you know, she wasn't quite getting it right. So then she was standing out as being a little bit odd, perhaps. And really became a target for quite a lot of nasty bullying, actually. It was, you know, it got quite um, severe at one point and we had to change schools. Um, And I think really... The, the, the point that we came to with her struggling with her mental health, for me, I think was a combination of her being on the autism spectrum and that not being recognised for such a long time. Mm. Um, I think, you know, if we knew that sooner, we would have been able to understand her a lot better. We would have been able to advocate for her a lot better mm. as parents. We'd be able to you know, actually speak to teachers and other adults involved and explain what her needs were. Mm. Um, and also... Um, I think that the, the bullying kind of part of it and her really <coughs> wanting desperately to, to fit in and have good, you know, good friendships and good relationships, but not quite being very successful in that. Those things combined, like, ended, you know, and it took, it took us to the point where she just re- was really struggling with her mental health, her self-confidence and, and feeling. And is, is that that research that you said that it's really in the last few years that mm. this you know research that autism appears differently or presents differently in girls? I mean, is that information that is being shared widely enough? I mean, every school has an SEN yeah. coordinator or director and, you know, to, to, to sort of that manages children who have particular needs I mean, is that being shared so teachers can look for the, you know, the flags? I think it's starting to, but these things are always quite slow, aren't they? It's a worry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think what I've kind of found as well is that the younger teachers have found, you know, that they're a bit more kind of clued up and then maybe you have some other teachers, this is what we found anyway personally, who you know, weren't quite as open to the idea. Mm, Um, mm. And then also um, very, I think it's very difficult with schools because they are like trying to cater for so many different children with so many different needs. And we just found that um, for somebody like my daughter who really should, you know, 
if you kind of met her, you would just think, what a remarkable, intelligent, mm. creative young person she is. I think there was a level of frustration there where you just think that she should be able to get on with things, but not actually realising the huge impact of, you know, what was happening in the playground, the more subtle kind of things that were happening in the corridors. And that, mm. you know, and that was building day on day and day and really, really, you know, we got to the point where she just couldn't attend school. She burnt out. We got to year 10. And by year 10, I could not get her into school. Oh, gosh. And we had over a year, about over a year of her just being out of school completely. She just could not cope anymore. So it really had to get to quite a dire situation then before you then yeah. got the help that you that you needed. Absolutely. And it's, it, it's bad, isn't it? You know, it feels, it's so hard. It, families have to get to that point. Mm. And it wasn't like, you know, we weren't asking for help and trying to get that support all the way through to that point but really it wasn't until she physically could not go into school and was you know, engaging in some quite risky behaviours um, that we started to get taken more seriously but the gutting thing about that as a parent is I really believe that if we had got support sooner that mm. we wouldn't have got to the point where she'd hit rock bottom. Mm. Mm. Um, absolutely well absolutely and and that information has to be shared doesn't it amongst yeah. schools um you know to, because it's a it's a late diagnosis anyway but to have all the you know the issues that she had and then with the bullying it's yeah. incredibly sad um, what I tend to see is that it's quite often parents who are getting a lot more clued up about the mm. information mm. through various sources and then having to kind of educate like people yeah. around them including um, schools and teachers Exactly. Well, you've mentioned there that you've, you know, you had to go out and you had to educate yourself and and you've got a book there um, Mm. by Suzanne Alderson, Never Let Go. So let's take a song break. And then when we come back, we have a chat about the book because she, Suzanne is the founder, isn't she, of Parenting Mental Health. So we can find out about exactly how that that charity helped you. Um, Now you've picked a song You've got the love, Florence and the Machine. Yeah. Any significant? So, just, uh, you know, when you just have those outstanding moments in life, like seeing Florence and the Machine perform at Glastonbury in the John oh. Peel stage was one of those moments. And um, also, uh, we had it as our first dance at our wedding. So <gasps> it does have quite a lot of, uh, you know, significance. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. That's lovely. Well, we'll be chatting to Jenny when she comes back and we'll be having a chat about this book um, by Suzanne Alderson, which looks um, like it's, you know, real help to parents. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. Throw my hands up in the air. I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. But you've got the love I need to see me through. Sometimes it seems the Lord is just too rough Anything's wrong no matter what I do Now and then it seems like the life is just too much But you got the love I need to see me through When food is gone you are my daily need oh. When friends are gone out of my savings 
sooner or later in life the things you love you lose but you've got the love i need to see me through School of Parenting um, with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest today, Jenny McGuckian, who's a nutritionist and a mum, took part in the London Landmarks Half Marathon for the charity Parenting Mental Health. And we've been chatting this morning about the significance of that charity and how it helped Jenny and her daughter who was struggling with some mental health issues. Um, If you have any questions at all for myself or Jenny, please email in at rachel at river.radio and we can answer those questions. We've heard from uh, Jenny about how um, her daughter was diagnosed quite late uh, with autism just a few months before her 16th birthday and how Jenny had a real struggle um, you know, sadly within the school system and even recognising that, that anything significant was going on yeah. um, to the point that your daughter moved schools um, because of the bullying mm-hmm. um, before you were able to then get that diagnosis. And also she then had a year out of school as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that must have been, you know, a really difficult time for you. How did you cope with all of that going on? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really hard um, because I think, like, you know, we're quite socially conditioned, aren't we, to believing that education has to be quite linear in the way in, in the pattern that we follow. And um, you mm. know, I was really concerned about what was going to happen for my daughter with her being out of school. And you know, you, you you just can't underestimate the amount of like emotional like um, disruption this brings to like the whole family. Um, you know, it was it was really hard just on a day to day basis to see my daughter be in such a bad place that she she quite often just couldn't get out of bed. And if I tried to, you know, cajole her into getting out of bed, um, she she could get quite feisty and aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, and. At first, that was quite alarming and upsetting, but actually, I, you know, came to understand that that was just coming from a, a place of her just being in complete burnout and huge anxiety, mm. and that kind of sets up a lot of in, in you as well. You know, you do you, you you start to feel really anxious about you know what's going to happen. We, we I can remember just feeling like in a real place of limbo all the time of mm. like not really under not being able to feel like we could plan anything. Um, 
just really being just so worried all the time um feeling just exhausted and quite mentally drained um and it sounds like at the same time you know this is all going on but that you really did have to fight yeah to get the support that your daughter needed yeah and it's, it's it's incredible the strength that you managed to find wow. even when you're going through such a difficult situation and um yeah I think you know it really became very clear and important to me that I um was able to take pockets of time to really look after my own self-care mm. and you know that is just it's just such a huge thing you know you have to be able to look after yourself if you if you're if you're not able to look after yourself and I've heard other guests on your show talking about this kind of self-care piece as well Mm. that um as a parent anyway Mm. but you know never mind whether you've got all this kind of additional stuff going on um you just can't put yourself in the best place to be you know looking after others around you um to you know really being the, the the best advocate and support that you can Mm. um and you've got your so you've got your own business as a nutritionist so you know just 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 say again you're a mum of two you've got your own business and then you've got all of this you know going on with your poor daughter but tell us tell us about your business and how that's helped yeah so my my business is called go nourish with jenny um I have been working in the nutrition space for about four to five years now. Um, I've just, just over the last three years, I've been really kind of deepening my, my knowledge and my skills doing um, like a, a, a diploma in nutritional therapy. Mm. And um, I just, I'm really passionate about supporting people who are struggling with their health. Um, I particularly like working with females who have quite chronic health conditions. Okay. I kind of like the complex cases that we get to like unpick and you know try and find the real root causes under what's like driving their symptoms mm. and um, just figuring what ways we can take little baby steps towards them feeling better, more control of their bodies and their health and that self-care piece comes into it massively because um, you know if you're struggling with a chronic health condition it's it's really really important to manage the the self-care and the stress side of things Mm. Um, you know emotional health and physical health go completely hand in hand and you have to like take that approach of you know both sides it's not just about what food you put in your body and how you move your body it's also about looking after your emotional health and that's where I really bring a lot of my own experience you know the things that I've been through um to to help uh, to help my clients um move through that and and just understand that you're going to have the the good days the bad days and everything in between and it's all just part of this journey but you know you you keep taking baby steps moving forward in the right direction Mm. so how can people actually work with you yeah so I I work online predominantly okay but I'm based in Maidenhead Mm. and I also um have a clinic space that I share with another couple of ladies okay and we we are quite a team-based approach so um, we call ourselves the health hub and I have um we have Elizabeth Lee who is a hypnotherapist and we have Neelam Manku who um she's more of a spiritual um 
works on the more energy kind of side of things and so we you know sometimes we um end up referring between ourselves to um give a a client a really like holistic well-rounded approach if that's Mm. what they need um and it's quite nice that I also you know whilst working online actually get to see some clients face to face as well mm. um it, it's and nice to be to part be able to of a little that. team as yeah, well yeah definitely what's the so your website jenny is gonourish.com yeah so and then what's the health health yes we don't have a website yet oh okay <laughs> this is something that's in coming progress. soon coming soon <laughs> but yeah I mean, it's something that we'll be working on um and we're hoping to kind of grow this concept of being you know like a hub and yeah. um you know potentially over time bringing some other different types of um, therapies along to work alongside us okay that's great and you've um, and you were saying that you've been completing some training and studying yourself I have just come to the end of my nutritional therapy course so that's been three years it's been quite intense especially through COVID (gasps) Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) and having to switch from um, I really you know sought out a course that was very um in person having to go into college near king's cross and uh you know really wanted to immerse myself in that way and then all of a sudden it was like oh we're switching to online um and you know it 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 was interesting trying to like you know learning a completely different style actually Mm. when you're doing online learning it is quite different but the nice thing was that as soon as we're allowed because um, we have to do clinical hours we're allowed back into college quite soon again to uh to start seeing clients in the clinic there but yeah it's been oh, that's really exciting yeah. <laughs> people face to face or in person and face to face that's lovely so with all with your with the background then and your study I mean were you able to help your daughter with that aspect of to because I mean let's face it teenagers at the best of time <laughs> we're having that little struggle in our house yeah uh, with nutrition and everything and then understanding the knock-on effect yeah. that actually if you're eating all those rubbish snacks and you know, you're not going to feel good anyway. Despite working in nutrition, it is just (laughs) as much of a battle in our house as it is in any other. And I think you just have to get to the point where you just go, it's okay, (laughs) you know, lead by example and, um, you know, talk about, uh, you know, how food impacts your body and your brain health and um, I would say that on the whole our shared family meals tend to be pretty good and then you know there's other stuff that kind of comes in between there and I just try not to like sweat it too much (laughs) you know it's it's and it is quite normal um, I think for teenagers to kind of rebel against um, what we're trying to get them to do and this is just another form of it isn't it you know trying to um, yeah, because there's, and it's, I, I wonder if it's, you know, also, I mean, I'm not a, you know, child psychologist, mm. but if there's that element of control, isn't yes. it? They don't, you know, there's a lot of things they don't have control over, haven't had control over in the past year or so. Uh, whereas the food, they can kind of say, yes, well, I no longer like vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> well, you used to like vegetables, whereas it's, you know, so it's, I wonder if it's a little bit of that, isn't I think, it? I think you're right. I think there's probably an element of that there, definitely. Oh, okay. So um, tell us about, so Suzanne Alderson, uh, you've got her book there, Never Let Go. So Suzanne Alderson is the founder of Parenting Mental Health. Yes, Suzanne is the founder. So I would say that she had a similar-ish kind of story to us in that um, 
when she w- when her daughter was 14 um they discovered that her daughter was having a lot of suicidal thoughts wow and um you know that just that just just throw your life and your into chaos um it really does um and it's devastating and um i think you know suzanne found that it as i found in the early days that it can be very isolating to find yourself in that situation and in the book and on her website she very much talks about how you know she kind of came to the point while she was on suicide watch one night with her daughter of just thinking that she didn't want anyone else to feel as isolated and as alone in this kind of situation and that's where the idea for parenting mental health came about um and you know as I mentioned I found that I just happened to come across them on on Facebook they have a very very good group um it's very supportive um it's very a safe space to kind of talk about what's going on they have brilliant like admin and moderators who um you know just if anything is kind of being said that's a bit of out, out of order they deal with it so it really really does feel like a very safe place um and then beyond the safe the Facebook group, they also have um, uh, there's a website that has some really good um, guides about different aspects of mental health. So it's a really good starting place for people to go if they're you know suspecting or they know that their child is struggling. Mm. Um, and then they Suzanne's very big on a pro- an approach of parenting, a style of parenting that she calls part- partnering. Um, and she has information and that they have a course online about partnering as well um, and yeah I just kind of think um, talking about the suicide piece that um, it's really important to mention that you know this is quite it's something that you should discuss um, mm. I think we still even though mental health is spoken about a lot more openly these days Um, I think people are still quite scared if their child's feeling in quite a dark place to actually mention the word suicide. Mm. And um, it's quite crucial that you know, actually, you know, is your child thinking this way? Are they potentially um, having a plan in mind of how they might attempt? And um, it's just something that you can't shy away from. You need to know if that's where your child is and you know i would strongly encourage anybody who finds that their child you know is is struggling with their mental health you know it, it might never kind of get to this kind of stage where they're thinking about not wanting to be here anymore mm. but you know just educate yourself about a bit a bit and and start to get comfortable with like being able to talk about these things um because you know luck, luckily with my daughter she she is quite vocal about how she's feeling and she's been really good at like engaging in therapies um i know for some other families their children are a lot more withdrawn and don't want to talk about what's going on for them but it's still important to get an idea of where they're at absolutely and you know as a parent when you kind of hear that it's like oh and it's you know it's it's scary and i could totally understand as a parent that you you want to avoid that whole Mm. topic of conversation but the bottom line is it's not and it's not as if you're going to put the idea into your child's head it's actually just bringing bringing up the conversation if they are are in a dark place and um you know and I, i know you know it's great if you do have a teenager who is vocal but that's not always the norm is it they kind of you know you know 
put, you know, uh, what's the word, barricade themselves away in their bedrooms, yeah. on their social media, um, particularly, I know, with boys, or, you know, mm. on your their Xbox or the gaming, or and you, and it's just really hard to to get through to them and, and have that connection and, you know, and and then there's that whole, let's sit down and have a chat, and then yeah. there's the look of the absolutely <laughs> mortified, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> you know, I find car journeys are good because they yeah. can't really go anywhere. But... Yes. Um, <laughs> tra- trap them in the car but you know just on that it's a really serious topic Mm -hmm. and yeah so as you've said if there's parents out there who have got any um concern at all have the conversation then I think have the conversation conversation. you know go go to somewhere like parenting mental health and have Mm -hmm. a look at the resources that they offer like you're mentioning about um you know how do you kind of even bring up these kind of topics with Mm -hmm. your child and that's where um some of the approaches that Suzanne's kind of course around parenting takes is really helpful because it's more about coming alongside your child you know where meeting them where they're at rather than being this kind of authoritative figure who's you know like demanding information from them or like you know placing demands on them when Mm. when they're they're struggling with their mental health they need someone who they can just feel is there beside them Mm. um and you know for me it was a very different approach approach to what I'd been taking before as a parent um and it's quite hard to step off your pedestal as the parent sometimes and um you know just 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 think about things differently and about you know what it what it's like for your child and what they need in that moment so how is the approach different that you've you've mentioned it's called partner partnering Mm. how is that approach uh different because I you know something that we've spoken about a lot on this show um is that you know, we're not given a manual when yeah. we become parents. We're not, you know, every phase, you can often think, oh, okay, that, that's just, that's a phase, right? We've got through that phase and you get the next phase and then mm. you get through it and then it's the next phase. And it is kind of a bit <laughs> continuous and, and, you know, unless you um, are qualified in that particular area or you work, you know, specifically, I mean, even as a, um, having worked at, uh, being a teacher for 15 mm. years, it, it makes me certainly no more qualified to understand my own children um probably as you said with the nutrition you know less so so I tutor children Mm. and um you know people people ask about my own children I'm like I am actually the last person they want help from (laughs) um you know even if I think oh let's we need to practice that a little bit more no absolutely I am the last person (laughs) so um yeah tell us a bit about the the partnering then yeah so Suzanne kind of breaks it down into three different steps. Um, the first one is very much about stepping down, and that's kind of around this idea of enforcing th- authority. It's about kind of like, it's almost like leaving your ego at the door a little bit, and this kind of idea that like okay. you have all the answers, mm. that you need to tell your child what to do. It's really kind of trying to step away from that because like like you mentioned before um, about like this element of a lack of control I think when somebody's struggling with their mental health you know they really feel out of control and having somebody just you know being quite authoritative over you and telling you what's best for you and telling you what you need to be doing can be quite difficult to deal with Um, and her, her real key message is that really that can get in the way of connection if you're 
I think quite when we step into this authoritative mode, we quite often are doing it from a place of fear because mm, we want to fix it. Because we, we? we just want to help them. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know it can it can get in the way of connection. And Suzanne's, you know, she she does talk about how you can't fix this problem, but you can influence it. So you're almost better then to be honest and say, I don't have the answers. Yeah. I, I want to help you. Yeah. There's been a lot of that talk to me <laughs> in our family okay of me quite often just being like I don't know what to do here and actually I think there's a lot of value in talking that way with your children and mm. you know actually them understanding especially when they're really struggling that this is a journey that you're on together with them and you're both having to learn alongside each other mm. um so so yeah stepping down is the first step stand beside is like the next kind of step that she talks about and this is very much about like just acceptance you know accepting where you're at kind of for me um I think there was a lot of just trying to forget about what that social conditioning is what other people are doing in their Mm. in their more normal Mm. kind of family setups like what society expects my child to be doing at any kind of stage along the way and just accepting that like we're just we're at where we're at on our journey you know it's it's okay um things are going to be a little bit different for us you know f- for a period of time um or maybe forever you know like our families life doesn't feel like an- other people's family mm. life sometimes mm. but that's just like an idea isn't it of like mm. what what we're all like perpetuating is like you know this you know facebook and all that kind of thing like, well yeah and we've spoken about that before on the show about how the whole social media in mm. itself not just in in uh relationship to children and and the effect it's having but even as parents we yeah. you know you're posting the happy holiday photos or we've gone here for the and it and it really is not and i think you know i think we we understand that we're not yeah. going to necessarily post up i've had a really yeah rubbish day with my, I was going to use another word there with my um teenager you, you're not going to post about that kind of stuff you know no. you you try and keep your post positive but it does it you know it does impact on all of us you know you know as as adults we're looking and there's all those milestones aren't there yeah. oh by this age they're doing this or by this age and then we're talking about this and you know it might be it's, their options or the result or yeah. there's all these milestones that I don't think we even realize the pressure I mean, that they're placing on us today's a-level results exactly. day and you know I was kind of looking on Suzanne you know the, the parenting mental health Facebook group today and it's quite you know hard to see that there's parents who are really struggling with that today because you know maybe their child should have been getting their a-level results but Mm -hmm. actually they've not been able to submit work or they're just in a really bad place and Mm -hmm. it's just not happened for them you know we ended up a year behind where we you know typically should be Mm -hmm. in our journey and my daughter has had to you know take a slower approach to getting her GCSEs Um, and I think you know the stand beside concept and this kind of acceptance of what's going on for them is kind of in that way um but also you know just really about creating a safe space where you're almost like a bit of a shield for them um Mm. and to a certain extent like protecting them from all these expectations that are placed on them absolutely yeah um and yeah just to go back to this kind of parenting style like the last step is about traveling together 
and it's just really about you know you're traveling together you're on this journey together and you're committed to exploring the journey together um and, it, and it's really about just making progress in the same way that I was talking about when I work with my clients you know baby steps I love the approach of baby steps you just keep moving baby steps in the right direction mm. um you know sometimes you take a few steps backwards and then you take a few steps forward but it's all about progress not perfection and it's the same approach with you know when you're dealing with a child who's struggling with their mental health you know you you have the good days the bad days and that you just this partnering style is about like having that commitment to each other that you're just you know they're supporting each other and you know keep on trying to move forward well it seems like a great philosophy and approach Mm. to, to parenting full stop yeah absolutely I think so. Great. Well, let's t- let's take a song break, and, and when we come back, we we'll chat about um, how you actually went on the day, <laughs> yeah, doing a half marathon. Um, I've just started back doing, uh, trying to get fitter and healthier, uh-huh. doing a bit of running, and um, I-, I could barely walk this morning. My hip <laughs> is so sore. Yes, I'm so old. Um, so we we chat about that. Um, also, because um, people can still donate, can't they, to yes. the, the the brilliant charity which is parenting mental health there was obviously a whole team of you and also you've mentioned that it's results day and yeah, yeah so uh we'll have a we'll have a quick chat about that so this next song coming up jenny is um a favorite of yours warrior aurora What's what? What? I've got to admit, I've not heard of it. Never. Okay. She's a fairly new artist. She's Norwegian, and my daughter um, is obsessed with her. We're going to see her next year at Brixton Academy, which is quite exciting. I haven't been to a gig or anything like that in such a long time. And uh, yeah, we also like the song because you know it's all about being a a warrior. And you know, my daughter is very much a little warrior with you know fighting everything that she's gone through, and you know being. So strong, so yeah. Oh, bless her. Okay. Windsor, Windsor, Ascot, Ascot, Maidenhead, Maidenhead, Bracknell, Bracknell, Wokingham, Wokingham, Henley, Henley, Reading. Reading. Okay. The voice, River Radio, of the Thames Valley.
Welcome back to School of Parenting with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and Jenny McGuckian. Jenny's a nutritionist and mum, and we've been talking about parenting, mental health, and just the impact that that charity has had in Jenny's life and her daughter's, and has really helped Jenny and her daughter get through some... um, really significant mental health struggles over the last few years. We were just chatting about Suzanne Alderson and her book, Never Let Go. And Suzanne Alderson is the founder of Parenting Mental Health, which was a charity that she set up to support parent and carers whose children are struggling with mental health difficulties. So you, um, Jenny, you ran you took part you power walked we power walked. <laughs> you power walked but we did have this uh, chat uh, previously and I said well actually uh, power walking my children joke and say that when I supposedly go for a run <laughs> people can power walk faster uh, past me and I think I should have stuck to that because um, I've, I've got a really sore hip at the moment because I've tried to start running again so sad um, so how did it go how did it go? The yeah. London Landmarks Half Marathon. I mean, what a brilliant half marathon yeah. to do anyway. <laughs> um, I, ho- I hope the landmarks were a great distraction for you. Tell us about the day. Yeah, no, it was really, really good. Um, I was doing it with my mum, so um, I dragged her into it. Um, yeah, so it, it was it was fine. We, we were really lucky with the weather. It was, uh, you know on the whole quite a dry day I think it just started raining as we got to the end and yeah we had um we had decided to to power walk it because Mm. I decided to join the event quite late and um I'd just been finishing exams for the course I was doing and I was like okay there's no chance that we're going to manage to run this and train for in time and um it was really good lovely atmosphere like you said nice having London man landmarks to look at to kind of distract you along the way um and it was just a little bit embarrassing because my mum is super super fit and um I was struggling at times to keep up with her but really yeah. I mean, she, it, she's an inspiration in that way. She, you know, she's a super fit mum. So, so do, has she, does great. she train all the time or power walk all the she time? Just walks is that a lot. okay? And she, yeah, she, she, you know, her job's fairly physical. She works in the cruise day. She's always picking up quite heavy um, cast iron pots and stuff. Oh, right. <laughs> and she, yeah, she, she works quite hard on her fitness. So, um, yeah, I was just like kind of training a little bit behind her sometimes. Going, oh, brilliant. Wait for me. <laughs> oh, were there lots of people out supporting? you there were quite a lot actually it was pretty good most of the route there was a lot of people standing and they had a lot for so there's lots of people 
um, running from different charities mm. and um, they had kind of like charity stations all the way along so like cheer stations and that was actually one of the really lovely things um, was that you know Suzanne was there with quite a lot of other people from Parenting Mental Health oh, wow. and um, they were quite near the end actually so that was a real kind of like pick me up <laughs> as we were like approaching you know the, you needed them that to mile be there 18 you on. Yeah. Oh. and then we got to kind of meet up afterwards and just say hello to each other because you know you have these people have had quite significant part in me getting through the last few years and Mm. you kind of recognize names you know people who like tend to post quite frequently and be really supportive and um yeah it's just really really nice to actually meet somebody in the flesh and just go oh you know hello oh because I I know on their Facebook they they put up various posts didn't they of the of people that or part of the group that people members of the group that were taking part in the and that was really lovely to see people's different profiles I think I think there's about 11 of us all together um, raising funds for parents and mental health um between me and my mum we raised at the moment it's a, it was, we're at 825 pounds oh that's excellent um and yeah it, it felt like a real kind of nice team we had like a little whatsapp group going and people were, you know kind of chatting about the event before the day and excellent. then obviously we you know kind of met, managed to meet up um, some of us at the end as well so oh, it was and lovely. do you know what it was just really really nice to have that it took us about three hours 40 mm-hmm. and um to just have three hours 40 where we had nothing other to do and just walk and just chat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had a really good catch up. So you were able to talk and power walk, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're way fitter than I am. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's great. And can people um, still donate, Jenny? Yes. So the page is still going to be open for, for a couple of weeks. Um, so justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Jenny hyphen Roz. R-O-Z. R-O-Z, Yeah. Um, so yeah, any donations are obviously great to be received. If you can't find that just giving page, then, um, parents and mental health have like a general, um, just, you know, just giving page as well. So, um, yeah, any donations would be really great for the received for this, you know, the amazing support that they offer. Oh, that's excellent. And what I'll do is I'll actually, I'll, I'll put that link onto, uh, River Radio's Facebook page as well. So we, so we can put that on and then also, um, uh, gonourish.com is the other way to get into contact with you but um, yes yeah, so that's great so people can still donate for that fundraising uh, to Jenny and her mum Roz um, well done and congratulations to all the runners that's 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 really good well done um, and so today you've mentioned results day mm. it's going to be really mixed isn't it for lots of um teenagers and parents out there um we're going to be chatting about it um in next week's show so i'm going to be chatting to um some parents whose children have had their exam results obviously today it's a level and some btec um results that have come through i just wanted to share there's a couple of websites you can go to which have got some really useful information there's educationhub.blog gov.uk and they have some um, really good articles they've got obviously uh, results day what to expect and everything pupils and students should know Um, but they've also got information on there about grade appeals so everything uh, you need to know if you're not 
as happy um, with your with your results because obviously you know that there could be that. There's the general gov.uk forward slash DFE. So Department for Education um, and also the um, the other site that you can go and have a look on that has some really useful information is TESS, so T-E-S dot com forward slash news um, and yeah, lots of information on there. Both of these, um, you can also follow them on Twitter if you are on Twitter, but if not, go along and have a look at the website. So some of the information that's... Um, Coming out today is that um, A star and A grades have risen at A level. Girls have outperformed boys. And all the other stats you need to know um, that are here. So there's lots of national data that is that's going out. Um, and also just it's just saying that the grades are up a little bit so obviously there was a you know there's been so many articles about with this teacher generated assessment you know how is that are our children going to have massively higher grades than they would have they would have previously Um, we've spoken in the past to uh, Justin Spanswick he's the executive head at Claire's Court Schools and he's explained on school of parenting it you know it really is a thorough process mm. but the first port of call uh would be to your ch- your child's school yeah. so if there's anything that you're concerned about um because all you know the head teachers and everything they have a whole uh, process in place so if you are concerned about anything then obviously that would be your first um first first place that you would stop is is basically talk to your school and then go along and have those um have a look at those websites because there's some great information on there um and i think you know i think generally obviously it's a very unusual year isn't it but i think it it seems like we're in a much better position than we were last year when uh when everything was going a bit crazy so you know yeah i think hopefully having spoken about mental health today as well i think like if things haven't gone right i think it's just an opportunity to just take a big breath absolutely (laughs) and just go you know actually it's fine you know it's not the end of the world and there's lots of things you can do to you know lots of different um routes that you can take or you know retaking exams there's just so many options and i think you know we can be so kind of conditioned into thinking that it just happens like you know abc but actually there's loads of different um ways that you can you know education can be and in one of those websites that i mentioned in the articles when i was having a look through um say there's there's autumn you can Mm. you can reset all of these exams in the autumn term so it's not yeah it's not the end of the world is it so hopefully our students out there can remember that but more importantly the parents out there can remember (laughs) that just it's 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 going to be okay it's going to be okay and go to those resources because that's what that's what they're there for so next week on school of parenting um we're going to be getting into a bit more detail um about the exam results that were happening this week and obviously later on this week with the GCSE results um, and talking to parents, please email rachel at river.radio if you have any questions at all. And we're going to finish with um, Jenny's, uh, another song that Jenny's picked, My Number Falls. Um, Tell us about that song, Jenny. Just another song that we love in our family. Oh. So we, we love music and um, I feel like it's quite important to us as a family. And both myself and my husband have liked the Falls for 
quite a few years and we've seen them um, perform quite a few times and our girls are like really into them now and we're going to see them in Birmingham next year which has been you can have a busy year from, next, next yeah. year <laughs> we're supposed to see them ages ago but it kept on you know getting shifted so hanging out it's all the be, gigs yeah. with, your, <laughs> with your children oh that's lovely okay well thank you so much Jenny for coming in um, covering so much information which I know is going to be hugely beneficial to our listeners Parenting Mental Health it's a brilliant charity um Suzanne Alderson and her book Never Let Go um and um if the nutrition side of things then then go and have a look at Jenny's um business that she runs while everything else is going on (laughs) called gonourish.com thanks so much Jenny for your time you've been listening to School of Parenting with Rachel Tyrrell and uh we're we're here. See you next week. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Ooh. Well, now for some pop music. Try this.